Welcome to Political Coffee, your one-hour thought-provoking news and commentary as you begin your day. And now, here's your host, Jeff Croft. All right, good morning, everybody. We begin a new broadcast week here that promises to be interesting, to put it mildly. Yeah, if you still have... um, questions about the 2020 election you heard me talk about the movie selection code it is gonna come out in august so rich who calls this program um often says our leaders are selected not elected Yeah, that's about right, it seems. As more and more evolves, it just seems that something's not right here. So the question is, will we ever get it figured out? Selection Code, the movie, is going to be released on the 20th of August, just around the corner. So here's the question that the movie asks. Do the American people determine their leaders or do the ballot counters? What about the people who code the voting machines? Are our current leaders being elected or selected? Selection code is described as an upcoming political thriller documentary being produced by renowned reporter Laura Logan. You know, I think she used to be at CBS News. She was viciously raped uh, in uh, covering one of the uprisings in Egypt, I believe. She has become much more conservative. You see her occasionally on Fox If you watch Fox anymore, I choose not to watch a little bit of Fox business, but there you go. This documentary goes into a deep dive behind the current information war, asking the question if our leaders are being selected rather than elected. Laura Logan's investigation goes to the heart of the matter. We'll unveil more evidence that machines are stealing our elections. It follows Tina Peters. She's the Mesa County, Colorado clerk who discovered voter fraud. And all of this, folks, was documented. And frankly, Dr. Douglas Frank, who was here, as you know, for about a week in Oregon, he has a central role in producing evidence that Laura Logan is using in selection code. It's upcoming. Now, I'm bringing this to your attention because 
it is going to have an impact on how we move forward here in Oregon. Election integrity is going to be the main thing we're going to talk about at the Gathering of the Eagles, which is September 3rd, Labor Day weekend. It's a Saturday. Dr. Frank is going to be our featured speaker. Also joining us is John Tamney. You see him on Fox also, another He's a conservative, more libertarian uh, economist from FreedomWorks. He's going to be discussing and talking about what's going on in America's economy, what that means for you. All of this is going to be happening on September the 3rd at Gathering of the Eagles. There's going to be specific training also about how you can be a part of the elections process as a citizen. Election observing, election integrity, election auditing. The latest on what has happened in Oregon. Who knows? Maybe we'll even get uh, some folks from Arizona to join us. What's happening and what they have proven and uncovered in Arizona. Promises to be powerful time. Selection code going to be released on August 20th. I will have, by the way, a link to that so that you can see it. Also, over the weekend, a good guy with a gun stopped a bad guy with a gun once again. 22-year-old who was lawfully carrying in Indiana shot and killed the mall shooter. And the, the police chief of Greenwood, Indiana, said he's the hero of the day. He was in the food court and almost immediately drew his weapon because a guy, a bad guy with a long gun, went into the food court and shot and killed three people before the 22-year-old pulled a gun and killed the attacker. Now, There's a companion story. This is a Breitbart story. And A.W.R. Hawkins, for those of you who don't follow him, you should, is their Second Amendment writer. On July 14th, which is just a few days ago, right? Today's what, the 18th? Four days ago, Breitbart News pointed to a crime prevention research study just following news stories showing that 60 plus times just concealed carry permit holders in America stopped mass shooters from 1991 through 2022 so far. Yet, now, this is an important fact, and you need to be aware of it, because, excuse me, as you know, this show is about helping you change your world by having persuasive conversations with persuadable people. Gun bans, ammunition, we're going to get to vote on that. All of that. 
is going to continue to raise the conversation level as we get ready to have a governor's election, as people be voting on who's going to control the Oregon legislature. All of this is on the table. Are more gun laws going to change? Gun laws that restrict legal citizens who are legally carrying firearms. Are those laws going to make us any safer? Now, in Clackamas County, remember the Clackamas County Town Center mall shooter came in with an AR-15 that he stole from somebody. He shot and killed three people in that food court. Something about food courts that mall shooters like. I guess because people are sitting ducks. Remember, Clackamas County Town Center had a no-gun policy. You're not supposed to carry... It, like many movie theaters and other places that are gun-free zones, are the perfect target. Now, it doesn't say in this news story whether the Greenwood, now maybe there are others, the Greenwood Park Mall is a gun-free zone. No matter This 22-year-old was lawfully carrying a handgun, according to the chief of police. You need to be aware of how many times concealed carry permit holders have stopped a bad guy carrying a gun, using a gun. Now, these are just the ones we know about, and the Breitbart story makes note of that. What about the times that it happens where nobody was actually shot? Where a legal gun owner pulls a weapon out and stops a bad guy just by pulling the weapon. The bad guy gets scared, run away. Initially in the Clackamas County town hall, or shooting the um, that incident, the town center. It was reported that an armed citizen pulled a weapon in the, and drew down on the shooter, and the shooter saw it, ran away, went through a security door. How, how you get through a security door, I don't know. Anyway, down to the basement, shot and killed himself. Others say, no, that never happened. Don't know who you believe. But the point is simple. Good guy with a gun stops a bad guy with a gun in America, sadly, all the time. And it should happen more often. The Uvalde school shooting is also in the news as the legislature has come up with this report. And it is stunning. In fact, the police chief there has been placed on administrative leave. As he ought to be. I just don't know how those cops, many of them are veterans. Some of them probably had kids in that school. I don't know how some of them just didn't tell the chief of police. I'm going anyway. I'm going in and didn't go in. I don't know how those men live with themselves now. 
for an hour. They listened to this guy execute kids. And they didn't go in. This is why in the debate over guns, we use this Greenwood, Indiana story of how a lawfully carrying with a gun, 22-year-old killed a bad guy who had shot and killed three people. Folks, here's the reality. And you know it just as well as I do. America's not given up their guns. Making gun-free zones or restricting the rights of citizens like you and I to prevent shooters, bad guys with guns, killing innocent people is dumb and it doesn't work. Gun-free zones don't work. So as we're making decisions about who we're going to vote for, we got to ask them those questions. Are you going to further restrict the citizens' rights to protect themselves and innocent life like the 22-year-old just did in Greenwood, Indiana? Are you? Maybe we ought to ask that question. 503-589-1220 is the power of your genes. Talk line. Back in a moment, it is 620. Oh, there's more to talk about. Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. We'll get to the phones in the moment. It's, uh, we're back at 622. Anne-Marie writes a text, says, Grateful for the good guys with guns. Courageously step up and get in. So, by the way, there's some other things, including there's a great uh, piece in the Oregon Catalyst. Politicians want the exclusive right to pack ballot measures. This is uh, at OregonWatchdog.com. This is what's going on in the city of Portland, folks. The city council, which has now evolved into a lawsuit, they want a charter change that does a whole bunch of things. We, the citizens, don't don't get to do that in Oregon. Because if we did, we would have, you know, politicians putting forth a measure that feels good that everybody wants, like, you know, to build a park for disabled people. Who's against that? But in that, they would also have little things like tripling politicians' salaries, legaling prostitution, or tolling city streets. 
They would sell the good parts of the measure while putting all the bad things in. Well, that's exactly what the city of Portland is doing. And now they got a lawsuit from the Portland Business Alliance. It's politician abuse, folks. You need to know of it. And we better stop it now. Also, the Ben Bulletin, I mean, this, this is Kate Brown, and this is why you cannot elect incompetent people to run the, the state. The headline, Oregon spent $2.4 million on a digital COVID-19 vaccine card that few people are using. In fact, there, uh, Washington State did the same thing. Theirs is being used 11 times more than Oregon's. Why? Well, it's pretty simple. Because by the time Oregon bureaucrats got around to making it available, COVID-19 restrictions had already been lifted. And the state and the country were moving psychologically past the pandemic. This is a Ben Bulletin story. This is the incompetence. We can go down a long list of these things. Heck, they still haven't figured out how to distribute all this money from Measure 110, you know, that legalized all these drugs. It's brought all the drug addicts to Oregon, which are now homeless. They haven't figured out how to spend the $265 million they got sitting there that's supposed to be used for drug treatment. That's the incompetence of Kate Brown. And if you elect... Tina Kotek, you're going to get more of it because, pardon the pun, Tina Kotek is Kate Brown on crack. That's not my statement. That's a buddy of mine's statement. <laughs> Jeez. <clears throat> All right. Uh, before I go to the phones, and we'll get to both of you here in just a momento, got to remind you, it's warm out there and it's going to get hotter. Call Freedom Heating and Air. If you're uncomfortable in your home, what are you waiting for? Seriously, call them. They'll come out and fix it right away. It's what they do best. Give them a call. Freedom Heating and Air, right here in the Mid Valley area, 503-580-1456. 580-1456. Let's go to Art. Art, good morning. Then we'll move to Kathy. Good morning, Jeff. Mr. Hawkins, great American. Uh, you listen to him a lot on uh, talk shows. In fact, here on good old KSLM on the weekend, great program, lock and load. They talk about this stuff all the time, Jeff. Uh, people protecting themselves, not getting robbed, beat up because they have guns uh, to protect themselves. And uh, Mr. Hawkins, uh, great American, uh, because this garbage is going on all over the country all the time, and people are saving lives by having a handgun uh, and shooting um, these gang members, these people who are going around and uh, doing bad things. Uh, there is, you know, by the way, no uh, I, I got to give you kudos because I'm reading the story which showed up on the Statesman Journal website. 
about the teenager suspect who was being stopped by the cops in Salem for his role in a in the Salem Center Mall shooting. He pulls a gun. They shot. He shot a cop. But they yes. killed him. 16-year-old boy. You alerted us to that, and you couldn't find it anywhere. But later in the day, they finally had something. Kudos to you. Yeah, it, it finally came up. Uh, but, but, Jeff, you know what I do that the Democrats uh, don't give a royal damn about us, our rights. And, and listen, Jeff, I am so fearful as a blind person to actually go around anywhere anymore by myself <clears throat> because uh, of the fact there's so many places that don't allow uh, concealed carry, uh, and and these places are not safe. And the only way uh, we're going to change things and make it better is by electing somebody who will actually fight for our rights. And I think Betsy's yes. going around. Yes. Politics is, uh, politics is, you know, kind of guiding her a little bit. But, but, she has been pro-gun for a long time. Uh, and I know that she will do the right thing once she's elected to make sure that yep. this state becomes a better Because place. she's not beholden to anybody. She's not That's a Democrat right, yes. or... Call Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. Twenty-four minutes before the top of the hour, lots to talk about, including this story that broke over the weekend in an Infowars. And Kathy, hang on, I'm going to get you in just a second because I got to bait you all with this. Is there really leaked audio from 2016 that shows outgoing Vice President Joe Biden threatening former Ukraine president? Petro Poroshenko, who is very corrupt, threatening him with assassination should he cooperate with the incoming Trump administration. Did that really happen? Is that leaked? I mean, in it, you can hear Biden, and you can read it, by the way, it's an InfoWars article. You can read it for yourself. One American News put this, they summarized the phone call saying, in other words, Biden doesn't want Ukraine asking any more money from Trump. Doing so would cause Trump to look into the details. That's true. That's right. But he doesn't really threaten him with assassination. Because his words could be a warning about the Ukraine as a country and its, its physical security as a country. I'm not sure it really says that Biden is threatening 
or did threaten Poroshenko with personal assassination if he cooperated with Trump. I'm not sure that's the the story here. But I wouldn't put it past him. Given how we know how corrupt Hunter Biden was in the Ukraine. And Joe, of course, has an economic interest in that. As we have found out from the laptop from hell. By the way, IT and data experts identified material fraud in the 2020 election in Georgia, where 30,000 votes were removed from the president, were removed from President Trump electronically. Yet the rhino, Brad Raffensperger, Secretary of State Republican, who just got reelected, certified those fraudulent results for Biden by 12,000 votes anyway. It's back to the selection code. Kathy, let's let's go to you. Thanks for hanging on. I appreciate it. What's on your mind about the things we're talking about today? Okay, so I heard the um, the the tape about um, threatening Ukraine, the Ukrainian president. Did. I I didn't hear anything about assassination, but I heard him say something about closing that bank down. And don't ask for more money so that Trump wouldn't look into it. That's what I heard. Well, but, exactly. And that's what the transcript. I mean, so so what does that tell you? Well, nothing new. I mean, these people are crazy. I mean, they're, I don't know what motivates them, honestly. <laughs> anyway. Money. Yeah, but I mean, it, it just doesn't make sense, even for money. But anyway, um, I wanted to talk about the crime in Portland. It's up 144% for uh, homicides. Um, other gun violence is up 200 and something. And, there, and Ted Wheeler said that there were... Um, it's a small section of the population that's um, causing this, gangs, he said. So I wonder if in that study they did, if they looked at what happened shortly after they disbanded the gang enforcement team. I mean, they were not uh, taking those guys down. The gang enforcement team was not being brutal. They were trying to make friends with the gangs and um, help them. They were actually trying to help them. But wasn't it Joanne Hardesty that after St. George Floyd was killed or died? Um, <laughs> St. Wasn't George she the one Floyd. That That's good. Got rid of them? Uh, yes, she is. She is. She's a former colleague of mine from the House of Representatives. She was, she's just gotten crazy. Yes, they defunded it. Now, they're never going to admit, Kathy, that their actions of taking $12 million away from the Portland Police Bureau 
and disbanding the gang enforcement team had anything to do with the surge environment. They're never in violence amongst gang members. They're never going to admit it. Okay, well, then it's not going to get better. You're right. It isn't going to get better. It isn't going to get better until a Betsy Johnson, because Christine Rhino Drazen will never do it. Betsy Johnson tells the city of Portland, the next time you have an Antifa BLM riot, you better stop it and you better prosecute the bad guys. Because if you don't, I'm sending in the Oregon State SWAT team and the National Guard and we're going to crush it. I hope you're right. The whole state of Oregon being thought of as being Portland and that cancer out of Portland which has spread, and it spread, Kathy. I don't know if you heard about this. It was, it's in the post-millennial. The, the Take Action Tour was at the Honky Tonk Bar and Grill Saturday, right? Here in Salem. Antifa yeah. de- decided to show up, and they got beat up by the bikers. They tried <laughs> to mace the bikers. Now they got a feud going on. Because now... Corvallis Antifa is doxing the bikers, their homes, their addresses, their faces, their names, putting it out there. I don't think you want to go down that road, Antifa. I didn't hear about that, but. Yeah, and I don't see it anywhere. It is in the post-millennial, and I will have that up on the show plan also. You don't want to start a feud with a biker gang. By the way, no. were any of you in the audience at that Take Action Tour meeting at the Honky Tonk Bar and Grill? I'd love to get your sense of it. You know, we talked about it. We had Christy Hutcherson there. Mark Fincham originally was going to be there and then couldn't be there. And then I guess showed up. Mark Fincham, Arizona legislator, my good buddy, he is running for secretary of state in Arizona. Trump was going to come to Arizona Saturday, and Fincham told me by text that he couldn't make it because he needed to be there since he's endorsed by Trump on Saturday. Well, then Ivana Trump dies, and out of proper respect, they canceled and rescheduled that particular event. That was the right thing to do. So Mark was free. I guess he was here in Oregon. Just want to know if any of you were part of that. Kathy, you get the parting uh, words here. Um, I don't have any. (laughs) I just, we're not going to fix it unless uh, people start getting, politicians start getting honest, and I don't see that happening. Well, then we need to start hiring politicians who are honest, who have courage. We're going to stand up, do the right thing. Thank you. Thank you. Kathy, 503-589-1220 is the Power Buick GMC talk line. 503-589-1220. Emails to Jeff at 1220.am. Rebecca Donaldson is an award-winning real estate broker. You know what? She's good at what she does. That's how she won Best of the Willamette Valley. Now, how's that benefit you? Believe me. If you haven't noticed, the real estate market is changing and pretty dramatically right now. A lot of it has to do with interest rate increases, but also the price of homes. Because we've had a huge appreciation. And if you're thinking of selling your home, talk to Rebecca Donaldson. She'll give you the best advice about how to do that and she'll help you get it done. 
because she's good at what she does. Maybe you're thinking of buying a home. Well, in this ever-changing environment of homes or maybe even commercial property. You can talk to Rebecca. She knows what she's doing. So give her a call. Rebecca Donaldson, 503-269-0747, 269-0747. Check out her website, rebeccasgothouses.com. It's all one word, rebeccasgothouses.com, Rebecca Donaldson. By the way, one of the proud supporters of the 2000 Mules, uh, the first and second events that we held at the Honky Tonk Bar and Grill. Emails to jeff at 1220.am or jeff at kslm.news. Make your vote in a gun-free zone is an email I got from Lee. He writes this. I was hungry and was going to treat the family to a yummy dinner from Kubota. Standing in line, looking at the menu, making the selections, I glanced at a young family laughing and then saw the sign, this is a gun-free zone. I was torn. I told my family what I was doing and had their orders. I couldn't do it. I couldn't support a company that I disagree with their policy. I turned to walk out and there was the manager. I took a split second. Standing there with the other patrons to hear, I respectfully introduced myself and explained that I was here to make a large order for my family, but because of their policy, I would take my business elsewhere and not return. Several were watching us. The manager didn't like he didn't know what to say. He, I smiled and left. It's easy to vote with your dollar for things you don't agree with. You should do the same. Well said. Back in a minute. Call Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. It's 10 minutes till the top of the hour. Let me go right back to the power of Buick GMC talk line to talk to Anna. Anna, good morning. Good morning. Um, You were asking for someone who was at the Honky Tonk Bar. And I was there with my husband, uh, who actually has to ride a scooter. And I will tell you that um, I went because I got the flyer from uh, from somebody in the Oregon legislature. Uh, One of the legislators sent me that flyer uh, because they they knew of my interest in voter integrity and and that Mark Finkham was going to be there. it, it it was um, there were kids in the in the establishment. Uh, there were people who uh, there were other uh, uh, either legislators, not legislators, but people who had run for office, uh, people who were running for office there. And um, when when we got there, two of the quote unquote well, they were bikers. I mean, they were big guys. They came to my, to our car and said, we're just going to escort you in because we hear that there's going to be some Antifa coming. And as we were going in, they had actually pull, uh, come up and started swearing and talking, you know, um, and, you know, just 
being rude and bad mouthing, you know, uh, who who was there. Um, the the they had also talked about that. Um, well, they then had these like big bottles. They said that could project uh, uh, distances uh, full of either mace or pepper spray or whatever, and were spraying people in the face. Um, and the other the, um, the 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 people who were there legitimately um, attacked those other people. Yeah, that happened. Um, they also said that they had called the police and. Um, asked that the police come and um and nobody ever showed up uh they actually several people made the call um from that i that i had talked to and said yeah we called we called we called um and uh and you know that that is what happened um the the kids were were kept inside there were i mean you know i was told it would be an event. I was not told that that Antifa was going to be there. Uh, but until I got there, did I know the event was fine? Uh, nothing, nothing was done wrongly, or you know, it didn't prevent the the event from occurring. And um, I just want to let people know that that the police were notified in advance from what I from what I heard the owner say, as well as during the event and during the incident, um, the police were notified and no one was, nobody came. There was a person. So, so um, you're, you're, you're saying the Salem police never showed up? Not that I'm aware of. Uh, there was a person that had a badge or, you know, uh, said security on it. He was like a private, like a private security company right. person. Right. But not, no, police never showed up. Well, I can tell you that when we did the first 2,000 mules showing at the Honky Talk Bar and Grill, we had the bikers there. We also had private security. And Antifa had threatened to come down to that event and disrupt it. Okay? They never showed up. And it didn't surprise me. In fact, Clifford, this, this article, Anna, says... Yeah. Antifa members at the at this failed direct action event was Clifford Eifler Rodriguez, who was previously arrested in Salem for assaulting a female cop in Salem. Okay, and another Antifa member, Anthony A. Amos, was also one of the militants there on Saturday. He pled guilty last week in federal court for doing over $164,000 worth of damage to the federal courthouse there. That's who the Salem cops didn't come and respond to, apparently. It's, it's stunning. Anna, thank you. By the way, did you find the event helpful and encouraging? Yes, um, I was, I actually, um, I was there to try to see Mark Fincham, and he, he yes. was, he did not speak. Um, I was not familiar with, um, is it, with the woman um, from. Christy uh, Hutcherson. Yeah, yeah, we interviewed her I, I was, last week. Yeah. Yeah. I, I heard the interview, and, and I was interested also for that, but um, he, uh, she was the one who really was the main speaker and spoke. Um, but other, you know, I, I don't think anybody, at least I didn't know 
I didn't expect to see the the response or that that Antifa would actually show up. Um, but but when they did, um, they were they were really they had bullhorns. They were yelling and screaming and you know saying all the typical anti you know all the typical you know white supremacist fascist kind of right. words. Right. And um, you know, and, but it wasn't it wasn't affecting anything that was actually going on you know, on the premises. Uh, and then, um, and, and then I heard that they were doing the mace and, um, and people were being maced and, um, and that, and, and I can't tell mace from pepper spray. So I don't know what was, what it actually was. And that it was a, like a projectile kind of a bottle or bottle that they actually had. And they, they were spraying people. Um, you know, nobody had yeah, to be hospitalized uh, or anything. Thank you, Anna. I appreciate that uh, that real report. Thank you so much for both listening and for being there and then for sharing that with us. Folks, there you go. It's a sad thing that uh, Salem PD, which is probably, I, I don't know. Um, they just apparently don't think that this is anything worthy of their involvement. I think that's sad. If somebody would have gotten shot, yeah, then the cops would have shown up. It's too bad. What isn't too bad is uh, if you are thinking about remodeling your bathroom or your kitchen. Eric Azer, Righteous Renovations, RighteousRenovations.com, does bathroom remodeling, kitchen remodeling. He does tile work. He does window and door trim. That's finish work that's so important because that's what people see. He does door and window installations. If you're thinking about maybe you just need to replace the windows in your home, he does decks and fences. Again, on his website, righteousrenovations.com, there's some great pictures of all of this stuff. And great word of mouth, people who are very satisfied customers. He focuses on quality. You know that if you heard his interview here. RighteousRenovations.com, RighteousRenovations.com. Give Eric a call, and he'll take care of you, and you'll be glad you did. RighteousRenovations.com, and you can email him there, too. All right, friends. Um, thank you so much. Uh, let's see. Quick. Um, Curtis writes, the way Portland goes is the way Salem goes now. That's sad, but true. Thanks to all of you. I appreciate each and every one of you from joining for joining us today. Be blessed today. Stay hydrated. It's going to get warm. It is summer, you know. Keep fighting for freedom. Keep praying and believing everything that is good about America is going to be restored, including in Oregon. See you tomorrow. <laughs>